Hi, I'm Laura Calvert, Executive Director of Eloa Farm Foundation, and you are listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined by my fine co-host, Scoo Walker. Scoo, how you doing, buddy? Hey, doing great for a Monday. For a Monday, that's right. We got very you hot morning. Monday. Hot, hot and humid Monday. And we both live in Lake Forest. Hey, we got a sponsor for the show, Neuro Noodle. Hey, parents of athletes, your kids get a physical every year, right? We'll include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. It takes only 20 minutes to get the data you need to know if your athlete should go back on the field. And if your athlete gets hurt, you got to have good insurance, right, Stu? Absolutely. You know any insurance companies out there? I know a lot of insurance companies, Pete, but Dakota Insurance is probably the top one you should come to. Dakota Insurance Group, they've got your back. Why? Because that's what friends are for. Visit dakotainsurancegroup.com. Ask for Pam. All right. One of the things we like to do here at the Lake Forest Podcast, put a spotlight on our local businesses and entities. We are joined today by Laura Calvert. She's the executive director of the Elowa Farm Foundation. Let's chat with Laura and find out what's the latest at Elowa Farm. Laura, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, guys. Hello. So please tell us about you. I see 770. Are you a Georgia person? Uh, only a, you know, that was a small part of my life. I'm not from there originally. Okay. I actually grew up in central Illinois, outside of Peoria, and oh. come from a long line of farmers, which makes, you know, my transition to Elowa uh, so, so awesome for me. So I, I grew up down there. After college, I traveled to Europe and backpacked there for a summer and got reacquainted with small scale agriculture. Cause when I was growing up, I could not wait to leave the <laughs> hometown behind. Um, and then after I traveled in Europe, I landed in Atlanta where I worked on a small scale organic farm outside of the city. Then I bounced to the central coast of California where I lived and worked on a farm. And then I uh, was excited to come back to the Midwest and I uh, got a job at the Botanic Garden. So I worked there for eight plus years, helping to develop their urban agriculture job training program called Windy City Harvest, then did some policy work for urban farmers in Chicago and here the Ella Farm Foundation last January. So my background is in agriculture and education, and I could not be more thrilled to be here at Ella. How many pair of boots you own? <laughs> I own several pairs of boots. One, you know, one for a different occasion, you know, like the real work boots, the rain boots, and then the uh, boots that where I'm like, I could wear these to a meeting, but also walk, walk the field in these boots as well. Okay. So you're new to the area. I'm three years in. And school, what is Elwa to you? How long have you known about it? Uh, is it a farm? Because I, I go to the website, I'm like, is this a place where I can get dinner? You know, what? Pull me in, because we got a thousand new people moving into the uh, area. I'm not going to take yeah. away from Laura's uh, thunder, but it, it was a gentleman's farm way, way, way back when. And, and the city helped rejuvenate it what, uh, several years ago into what it is today. And it's a fantastic place. They have weddings out there. You know, wildlife discovery centers out there. You know, it's just a great 
great place and a great neighbor. All right, now clean that up, Laura. Tell us. <laughs> no, now get to the real stuff. <laughs> great elevator pitch. No, you're absolutely right. The farm was built in 1917 for the A. Watson Armor family who ran um, Armor and Company, which was the largest meatpacking company in the world at the turn of the 20th century. Um, and about 25 years ago, the city purchased this property. The foundation was formed um, to help raise support for its historic restoration because it was designed by David Adler and Alfred Hopkins, it's considered architecturally significant. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the first chapter of the foundation was getting the, the restoration and renovation done. And now we're at this you know, new exciting chapter where that has been, we're looking towards our future, which is really building out our educational programming, getting folks of all ages to you know, connect the local food system. Um, and we do that in a lot of different ways, whether that's from, you know, our weekly market that's going on to kids classes, to summer camps, to farm dinners, which we've rolled out this year with our, our chef who joined uh, last summer. So, you know, we are really trying to position ourselves as a regional education center around food and agriculture and get folks interested in that as well as, um, you know, make our food as accessible as possible. So as a res, uh, response to the pandemic, we've been donating and distributing our healthy produce across Lake County. So um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So it's a foundation. Who does the foundation help? Like really talk to me like I'm a 10 year old. I'm trying to sell me. You take donations. Uh, yeah. Help me. So um, yeah, I work for the foundation and, you know, our goal is to just, you know, provide community programming and raise support to help enable us to do that. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit, you know, we take donations, um, you know, apply for grants as well as, um, you know, have earned revenue through our different programs. So, um, you know, really what we're trying to do is is raise money to support the programming that we direct and manage here. That's all about getting youth and adults engaged um, in the local food system and provide education around that um, through many different touch points. Now, where are you located at? So we are on the west side of Lake Forest at uh, 1401 Middle Fork Drive. So we're right off Waukegan, just north of Deer Pass. So we're, we're tucked away a little bit off Waukegan. You drive in, you pass, um, you know, a, a neighborhood. Uh, what's also really special about our location is we are next to the Middle Fork Savannah, which is more than acres of um, native tall grass Savannah, uh, which I've learned that there's only two of those in North America. One of them is Middle Fork. I don't know where the second one is. <laughs> I keep meaning to look that up. Um, and then we're also adjacent to um, open lands, land. So it's beautiful and just a lot of open space. I mean, can I buy tomatoes there? Absolutely. And they are just coming in season. So in the next week or two, we will have heirloom, organically grown tomatoes, you know, like the big ones, yeah, as yeah, well yeah. as cherry tomatoes. So it's, you know, grown right here. Our farm is about two acres, all sustainable practices nutrient dense. I mean, you can't get a better tomato than what you grow here. That's for the so, farmer's market? Yes. So we do have a market that runs um, every Friday and Saturday, 8 to 1 p.m. from mid-May to mid-October. 
So we are in you know, high summer, full swing for our, our harvest season. So, so the parents bring their kids out there, they look around, uh, what? Yeah, what, what? absolutely. So it's free to walk our grounds, you know, any, any day of the year. Um, you know, we encourage families and, and folks to come out and walk through our gardens. We have chickens, we have beehives, um, and just explore. And then our, our market is on Friday and Saturday. We also share the campus with the Wildlife Discovery Center, um, which is really cool. And, you know, that's a free program as well. And then we just have various youth programming from, you know, summer camps to free public tours and free family activities, which we do the last Saturday of the month. So we're coming up to one this coming weekend where um, our educator will be leading a tour both in English and then in Spanish. And then we will do an activity called Taste the Rainbow, which is learning about the seasonality of produce and and you know, checking out all the different colors of the rainbow that you can find in our garden. Well, Stu and I could probably make a couple of donations based on some of the reviews we've gotten. We could <laughs> give you some manure. Uh, <laughs> Just make sure it's aged and composted. Aged and comp Like, how long does it need to be aged? <laughs> I think six months. Six is, months? Uh, okay. Yeah. We got a ways to go then. Okay. Let me Actually, know. Actually, yeah. That takes, that's about how long this podcast has been around, Scoop, about six months. That's so, I said. <laughs> so, so what other events do we have coming up? Uh, so you have this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come into the fall. Is it like hay rides, pumpkins, all that type of stuff? Yeah. Or? So we also do monthly kind of farm market festivals. So um, we just had Flower Fest a couple weekends ago. Um in, I think on August 14th, we will have our Harvest Fest, which is just a bigger market day on Saturday where we bring in additional vendors, do more family programming. Um, you know, our chef gets involved and, you know, that will be all about, you know, how to, you know, how do you properly harvest in the garden? How can you preserve that, you know, tasting and trying new recipes? Uh, and then in uh, the fall, we will um, have a, a fall fest, which will, you know, be all about, you know, the hay rides, the apple cider donuts all of those fun things apple um, cider donuts. yeah <laughs> um and then we do uh monthly farm dinners as well um which have been a huge hit so that's a more intimate dinner experience where our chef prepares a real farm to table meal we host it on a saturday night um, you know, we have open seating in our hay barn for 24. We also have a private dining option and, you know, he's transforming our garden's harvest as well as purchasing from local farms, like all of the meat, eggs, dairies coming from local farms into a really wonderful dinner in the most beautiful location. So we do a farm tour to start with cocktails, have dinner, and then in the evening with, um, uh, dessert around the bonfire. We've done house-made s'mores before, which has been a big hit. Oh, wow. So yeah. grow, growing up back in the day, what, what was going on at the farm in your neck of the woods? What, what did, when when I was growing up, it was, it was dilapidated and pretty much run down and all that. There weren't houses out there or anything. When did they but, start uh, fixing it up? It was, uh, what, a few years no. ago. I mean, yeah, I think time. the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it's new, new for everybody. All right. You know, with prior to COVID, there used to be 
several weddings that used to go out there during the summer and all that. Have you guys recovered from that? Are you guys ha- having weddings still? What's, uh, what's all that going on now? Yeah, yeah. So last year was obviously a quiet year for, for weddings and private events. Um, we have seen the return of those this year, um, which has been great. And, you know, to some extent, we will always be an event venue, but we're really kind of turning our sights on being an educational center. So we're focusing a lot of our attention on, you know, community-based programming, classes, workshops, camps, partnerships, while still doing some event venues. But that's a lot of work to host weddings. Um, (laughs) Do you, are you partnering with the Wildlife Discovery on the educational stuff? I know they do some educational stuff too. Yeah, yeah, we have, which is been really fun. So we um, partner with them with a lot of our youth programming, particularly with our camps. So when we have our summer camps here, we'll always do a day with Wildlife Discovery Center, which the kids love the animals. And when they do their camps, they'll do a day with us where they're, you know, meeting the chickens and, and getting their hands dirty and learning about the garden. So that's a really nice partnership. What a cool place. And I also want to mention, if I can, we do have our fundraiser coming up in September and partnering with Colonial to do the catering. So we are very excited about that. So this is Wait, who's doing the catering? You you faded out. Sure, Lake Colonial. Joe King, my man. Yeah, he came through. We are so grateful that uh, that they're partnering with us on this dinner. It's going to be out in the garden. It's going to be beautiful. They're, you know, bringing in their uh, you know, their team uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to make it happen. And they're going to be doing the cocktails, the dinner. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll have music and dancing in the hay barn. So I think it's going to be the event of the season. You still, uh, I've always been fascinated with the root cellar. Yes. Is that <laughs> operational or Pete, we got to get you out there to go see that. What? Yeah. what what's a root cellar? So a root cellar um, is Kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's an underground cellar that was very common on farms back in the day before refrigeration to hold, you know, you know, fruits and vegetables, particularly root crops like carrots, turnips, onions, potatoes over the winter. Um, and they would keep those crops relatively fresh so people could eat vegetables over the winter. So we still have one on site. It's structurally sound intact, which is pretty uncommon nowadays um and we still right now a lot of our our farm supplies and equipment but our chef is interested in you know getting it back to its original use um so we can you know put some root crops down there maybe put some crocks of sauerkraut and experiment with you know fermented stuff it's really cool (laughs) it's cool We'll have to grow right. some sassafras, but yeah, that's, we will, that's it. I'm into that. We'll we'll get you uh, some some peat root beer over there. But Beautiful. what's interesting, what I've heard since coming to Lake Forest is urban lore says you know a lot of folks think it was a fallout shelter from the 1960s. <laughs> we can go there when anything happens. Pete. Exactly. <laughs> that's After what I was thinking when the pandemic started. I was like, oh man, if things get really bad, I'm just going to move here to the farm. I've got all of my needs taken care of. <laughs> we got to do our uh, podcast there when the politics come back around, Stu. You can go in the root cell. That's too claustrophobic for me. Yeah. <laughs> See if my head fits in there. Let Is me that, noodle that. Yeah, noodle it. Noodle. I like noodle. That, that Nero noodle. 
Neuro yeah, noodle. I'll neuro noodle this. There's the, <laughs> the plug. Got well, it. you said real quick that the dinners, they're monthly dinners that people can yeah, come yeah, in for? Yep, they're monthly dinners. Um, you can get more information on our website. We open registration about two to three weeks in advance, and they've been selling out. Um, and we also plan to do winter dinners as well and get a little bit themed with them. Like we're we're noodling, doing a Wisconsin Supper Club style oh. dinner nice. sometime this winter, right? Now on the on the website, does it uh, for each uh, dinner? Do you have an advanced menu, or is it? We've been playing. Yeah, we give an idea of generally what to expect, and we're trying to hone that in a little bit more. Um, but yeah, we always have vegetarian, gluten free options. We always go with some kind of theme. Um, but yeah, we want to get a little bit more um, detailed with that going on and get more into themes as well. And all the food is right there on the farm. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm in. Still, we got to go. <laughs> Do it. How many, how many places we say we got to go? Anybody keep a track? <laughs> you say your Lake Forest bucket list. Oh, yeah. Well, you never be bored in Lake Forest. There's a lot of things to do. Oh, man. Well, now I know. Eloa Farms, the foundation. Come out. Go out there. Saturdays are big. You can get a yeah. good ste steak out there, huh? Exactly. And we got a smoker out there. So our chef is always smoking meats if, if oh. you're into that as well. So it's it's amazing. Like everything we do in-house, all the jams, preserves, sauces, everything. It's it's hard to come by a meal like that, you know? Farmers, the farmer's market's fabulous. And just to walk out there in the savannah as well as just kind of catching the sunset, it, it, it's spectacular. Yeah. No, I got to go. get out to. Yeah, you do. You love city, it. City kids got to go out and check it out. Okay, I got it. Well, Laura, we thank you so much for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. Thank you for having me. I look forward to seeing you guys on the farm. Oh, you'll, you'll notice us right, right away. Just look for the manure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we will use that to post. fertilize our vegetables. <laughs> right. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hopefully not this show. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and I can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the show notes below. And then, Laura, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you over on the website? What's the website? Our website is eloafarm.org. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Eloa Farm. Perfect. On behalf of my co-host, Stu Walker, we thank you for listening. And if you really, really, really like us, subscribe to us on Patreon for only $5 for a beer, Scoo. Subscribe to us and you get a fine koozie. And you're invited to our kegger, maybe someday at Eloa Farms. Keep the band. <laughs>